No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello everyone. It's so good to be back with you on Always More TV. Thank you for being with us today. We are beginning a study today on the greatest gift of all, love. And I hope you'll be with us as we just saturate our hearts and our minds with that great gift of the Holy Spirit, which is love. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person who is listening now to this program. I pray, Father, that you would just bless them with your presence and overwhelm them, Lord, and saturate them with your love. Father, I pray that you would anoint these scriptures today as we read and get them deep into our heart, deep into our spirit, and transform us into your image and likeness and make us a vessel, Lord, of your love. In your holy name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, it's great again to be with you. We studied for 10 weeks on the gifts of the Spirit. We broke all of those gifts down. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues and discerning of spirits, all nine gifts. And I hope you were with us for those messages and those lessons. You can go back on our YouTube channel and you can refresh yourself on those if you would like to. And we just learned and grew in the gifts of the Spirit. And how many of you know in this time that we're living in, we need to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit. We need that heightened awareness and, and just to meditate on the gifts. And it's so important for us to be able to flow in those gifts every day of our life. And as I was just reading and studying on the gifts, which is mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in your Bible, if you want to grab your Bible and go back and you can look at those, as you're reading along, uh, the, the very last part of that leads into chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and over the entire chapter in, in different translations, it says, the greatest gift. And we know, you know, I know that the greatest gift is the gift of love. And the gift of love comes from and through the Holy Spirit. We studied on the fruit of the Spirit and the very first fruit of the Spirit. That means the, a manifestation of the Spirit in our life when we have the Holy Spirit living breathing, operating in us, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we have His love. Well, Paul goes on to explain that love is also a gift. You know, love is from God. There is no other source of love than Almighty God. There is no other way to experience love in our life outside of God. For those people who don't believe in God, maybe atheist or agnostic, but yet you, you have experienced love in a relationship, in an earthly relationship, that's just the mercy of God because God is love and love 
is God. There's no separation in it. And so once we just get that straight in our thinking, we understand that the source of love and all that we need in this life comes from him. He said every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, and it comes down from heaven. It comes into our heart. And so we just want to take the next uh, few weeks together just to marinate, I'd like to say. You know how uh, you can put a steak on the grill and it's great and it's good, but if that steak has been marinating in a wonderful marinade for a certain period of time, the flavor is so wonderful. Well, when we marinate and we meditate in the Word and we just camp out, and we just allow the love of God just to soak us, just to saturate us, we have such a great flavor in life. We, we have a, a newness and um, a, a new excitement about us, and we need the love of God more and more ne as never before, especially in this time. So I'm going to give you some great scriptures on love that will encourage you, wash over you, and at the end of the four weeks, we're just going to uh, be transformed and, and have a whole new outlook on uh, how to operate in God's love. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I want you to turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I'm going to read it from the New King James translation, and it says this, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, and we talked about the gift of tongues as one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, But have not love. I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. So we see that you know, you can be in ministry, you can be like what I'm doing, teaching on a particular subject, and if the love of God isn't the motivating force, if it's just out of ambition or, you know, I just want to be on TV, well, we're sounding brass and, and clanging cymbals because we have to be motivated, saturated by the love of God at whatever he calls us to do, whether it's parenting, whether it's teaching on the job, um, de maybe dealing with a difficult person in our life. It all must come from love. Amen. Then it goes on to say, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I might as well not even come today if I don't have love, love for you sitting on the other side of that screen listening to the Word of God. That has to come through more than anything else in this world. That's the most important thing that we can have in our Christian walk is the love of Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to say, and though I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. So we see that love is sacrificial. Love is willing to give up time, give up money, give up our life. We give our very life for people to know the love of God. Amen. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. 
It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Anybody ever behaved rudely? I know I have. Maybe not even intentionally. But see, when the love of God saturates us, he begins to transform us and change us so that we, our behavior is changed. Amen. Our personality is changed. Our characteristics are changed. And then it says it does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. I love that. But where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. When that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Then it goes on to say in verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so we see here that love is maturing. The more we operate in his love and in his sweetness and in his kindness and in his fruit, the more mature we become in him. We put away those childish things and we, we grow up. Amen. And I know there's days when I think I need to grow up. I need to grow up in his love. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know as I am known. And now abide these things, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You got it. Amen. Amen. Then he goes into verse or chapter 14. Pursue love. Pursue love. That's what we're doing over these next few weeks. We're pursuing love. We're pursuing it in the scriptures. And you know, God's word is his love letter to us. It's love because it's full of his promises. And whatever he promised us that he would do, he did it because he loves us. He loves you. That's why he wants you healed. He wants you whole. That's why he went to the cross and he died so that we would have his love. You know, I was thinking about um, just this whole gift of love and all of the things that are happening in our culture today. And I wrote a few notes down. I, I, it came to me that mayors, mayors of city, cities, they cannot legislate love. There's no way to legislate it. It's supernatural. The love of God is supernatural. Governors cannot mandate it. A governor cannot say to their state, you must love your neighbor. You must uh, treat others well. No, it comes from the Father. Dictators cannot dictate it. Presidents cannot command it. Parents cannot demand it. I've learned that with three boys. You can't demand one son to love the other son or treat that son the way they... It has to come from the heart of the father. Teachers cannot educate it. Spouses cannot moderate it. Ministers cannot communicate love. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
And how many of you know that even in a marriage, Edward and I have been married 33 years, there's times when, you know, maybe he might look at me or I might look at him and think, you know, I don't know if I love her anymore. I don't know if I love him anymore. Of course, Satan would try to put that thought in our mind. And see, there comes a point where in every relationship, where it's, whether it's marital or, you know, in the family, your natural love for someone can run out. But this gift of love that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14 is supernatural. So when our natural love runs out, and, and it usually does because we're in the flesh, we're, we're of a fleshly nature, then we can call upon the supernatural love of Jesus Christ and say, Father, I just don't know if I can love that person. I just don't know. I don't think in my own ability I can love them. You know what the Holy Spirit says? He says, well, I got you right where I want you because you, you will no longer rely on yourself and your own flesh, but rely on me and recognize me as the source. And so you just say, Father, love them supernaturally through me. And you know what? He will do it every time. The Holy Spirit will come and he will baptize us and he will flow through us with all of his gifts and that greatest gift of all, which is love. Just a few scriptures to give you, and, and as we're studying on love, I think these will encourage you so much. You know this one, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, love is sacrificed. It's sacrificial. And God gave. He sacrificed his very best. His, his only son, his only son, so that you and I could have eternal life. And just as he loves you sacrificially, you must receive that love. You must say, that was enough for me, your love, your gift of your son. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to redeem myself. I don't have to promote myself. I don't have to build myself up because everything I need is in the love of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. You know, God's love for you and for me covers our sin. It blots it out as if we never sinned. Isn't that powerful to think about? And when the Holy Spirit comes in us with that greatest gift of love, we're able to love others in that way. Sacrificially, we're able to love them right where they are. And that love covers a multitude of sins. We don't go and promote everybody's past and their mistakes and talking about the things that they have done and they've repented of and it's under the blood of Jesus. And likewise, we don't, we don't, we don't do that in our, of our own self unless the Holy Spirit tells us to give our testimony. We don't have to go around promoting all the things that we did in our past that we've repented of because love covers that multitude of sins. Mark 12, 29 through 31 says the most important 
commandment, Jesus said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then he said the second commandment is this, and, and we just mentioned that in a few um, programs ago, love your neighbor as yourself. And so when Jesus was talking to the disciples about loving, he said, there is no commandment greater than these. That's in Mark 12, 29 through 31. Love the Lord your God, first of all, with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, with all your mind, with all your strength, with everything you've got, you just pour it out. You give, you give sacrificially back to the Lord your life. I like to say you give till it hurts. There's days when you think, Lord, I, I just can't do it. I can't give anymore. And you know what? That's when he says, when you are weak, I am strong. He says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then he comes in with his love and loves through us. He gets us, our flesh, our fleshly thoughts, our mind, our faults, our failures, our weaknesses out of the way. The Bible says it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So that means his love, his love is what's coming through you right now to your family, to that difficult person in your life that you just feel like, I just can't take one more second. I know how that feels. And I'm sure I've been that difficult person in someone else's life. And you know what? Somebody just uh, exercised long suffering and loved me with that sacrificial love that only Jesus can give. 1 John 3, 16 through 18 says, um, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So we sacrificial love will move us to action, move us to do something for that person. And, and see... God demonstrated that for us on the cross. Jesus taught about this in the parable of the Good Samaritan where he encouraged the disciples. He said, go and do likewise, just like the Good Samaritan. You know, it says that the priest passed by and he did nothing. It says that the Levite passed by the man who had been beaten on the side of the road. He did nothing. But the Samaritan came along and he bandaged his wound and he poured the oil and the wine. He took him to a hotel. He, he cared for him. And then when he had to leave, he asked the hotel manager, will you, will you take care of him and I'll pay for whatever his, his needs are. And so that's the example. Jesus said, go and do likewise. There's sacrifice when we love. Amen. I was thinking about First uh, John four eighteen, especially during this time that we're in now, perfect love, perfect love is the love from God, and it casts out all fear, all fear. We don't have to be afraid, afraid we're going to die, afraid we're because we know we all will one day. But when you're a Christian, we know that we just are. We transition from this place we're in now on the earth into our heavenly place, our heavenly home. But 
Perfect love casts out all fear. We don't have to be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day, as Psalm 91 says. We can rest assured. So whenever I feel that fear rising up, if I'm hearing a report on the news or you know, something that disturbs my spirit, we have to discern that. And if fear rises up, just ask the Father, Lord, just fill me with your love right now. Fill me with your love and cast that fear out. And you know what? He does that every time. He's so faithful. Why? Because he loves us. He loves you. He loves me. And he doesn't want us in bondage and fear, worry, doubt, anxiety. What's going to happen? I hope my family doesn't get sick. I hope, you know, my, uh, my, I don't get fired. I hope, you know, living in worry every day. God said, I will provide all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we don't have to fear or worry because we have his love. But love is the remedy to fear. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Love is the remedy to fear. So when we feel afraid, we just need to call on God. Lord, wash over me with your love. You know, when you think about sacrificial love, you think about um, you think about your parents, you think about guardians in your life, grandparents and parents who sacrifice so, so much so that you can be in the place that you're in. Some of you may not have been raised by parents. Maybe you didn't have their love and God's had to heal your heart over that. Or uh, maybe you had a difficult upbringing but you know what? God can heal that. But when we think about sacrificial love, we think about those people who provided for us, those people who prayed for us, who encouraged us, who, who um, provided clothing and medicine and prayed for us and, and, and provided education for us, those type things. And that is the model and the example that Jesus wants us to follow, that sacrificial love that we would give everything. You know, sometimes when I think about coming to this studio and there's a price to pay for that, just to bring the word to you, I, I, I feel in my heart, I would, I'd give everything I had. I'd give everything I had in my life so that you would feel the love, the love of Jesus Christ. And that has to come from the Father, that, that we want to sacrifice for others to know God's love. Mother Teresa said this, the way you help heal the world is that you start with your own family. Amen. And so, Lord, we ask you today to help us, that the Holy Spirit will come and you will help us to love sacrificially and love others like you have loved us. Billy Graham said this, nothing can bring a real sense of security into the home except true love. Amen. We need the love of God and the love revolution that our culture, our nation needs today begins at home. It begins between a mother and a father. It begins between the husband and the wife. It begins between the children and what happens around the dinner table and the conversations that take place and the sacrifices that are made within the home, the prayer, the word, amen. The healing of our nation will come and the love of God will come and it will begin 
in the home. I was thinking about when I was a teenager, you know, you grow up hearing songs about love and that's kind of what you you think about love is, you know, the songs that you hear. And um, most of the time, those songs don't know what love is. They have no clue. I'm thinking about a song Foreigner used to sing, an 80s rock band, they'd say, I want to know what love is. And so we'd all sing that as teenagers, you know, I want to know what love is. Well, if you want to know what love is, it comes from the Father, and it comes in His Word, and it comes in His, in his promises, and walking out that the beautiful journey, this life with Jesus Christ, is the best life you could ever have. So I want to encourage you today, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've not just stopped to think about the sacrifice that He made for you and me so that we could live a victorious life, that's love. Amen. That's love. Now I want you to think about too, who in your life has given sacrificially for you? Who has done that? And give thanks to the Lord for that person. Maybe if they're still alive, let them know. Let them know what their sacrifice of love has meant to you. And then ask the Holy Spirit, who do you want me to love sacrificially? How do you want me to love sacrificially? I need more of your love in my life. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to take a few more weeks just to study on love. And as I said before, we're going to marinate in it. And I'm praying that we'll feel more and more of the love of God when we come through these programs. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, He's your first love. He's your first love. Nobody can love you more in Jesus Christ, just take a moment right now with me and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to receive the greatest gift of all, your love. I give you my heart today. I pray that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your spirit and let me feel your love, Lord. Maybe some of you for the first time in your whole life, you've never felt real love. You've never felt true love. Amen. There's a, there's a hymn that says, love lifted me. That's, that's what God's love does. When he comes in our life, he will lift you. He won't beat you down. He won't discourage you. He lifts you. So just right now, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive your love. I receive your love today more than ever before. Well, I love you, and I'm so thankful you've been with us all these programs talking about, learning about the Holy Spirit, His gifts, His fruit. Hasn't it been wonderful? And if you've enjoyed these programs, please take a moment to let us know. It encourages us so much. Send us a letter. Send us a little email at Always More TV. You can go on our website. We'd love for you to partner with us. We have a partnership program that we're beginning this summer and you can help bring the message of the Holy Spirit all around the world now. Uh, we're on programs that go all around the world, and you can be a part of that, and those souls will be to your account as well. So I want to encourage you, please uh, take a moment to let us know that you're listening and how the programs are blessing your life, and maybe even some programs that you would like to hear in the future. And I just pray for all of those who have supported us and our partners. Lord, bless them in Jesus' name and let them feel an extra special measure of your love today. 
We thank you again for joining us and we pray that the Lord be with you. He fill you with his love and that he use you in a mighty way to build his kingdom. Amen. God bless you. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmortv.org.